0: Welcome to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My aim for this podcast is to have conversations and interviews and also self-recorded shows like this to help you improve your golf game, your fitness, and your health. And I'm your host, Sean Dykoff. Now, on this episode, I want to talk about early extension and it is it really means a lot to me and it is a really big issue that I see a lot of golfers face for a number of reasons which i'll get into a little bit later but for me in particular it's something that i've always struggled with with my golf swing and I see in so many of my clients, I I feel it is the most prevalent swing fault that we have to deal with as golfers because we just derive so much power from the vertical leap or from the ground reaction forces that we create by pushing our feet into the ground which has the tendency to extend our hips forwards and, and cause early extension being the swing fault. Now, before I dive too far into it, I'll just explain what early extension is and Early extension is essentially if we're lining up behind you when you're hitting a golf ball and we draw a line straight down from uh, above your bum, touching your bum, and then touching the ground, and it's a straight line from the ground up, then what we see is as you go into your backswing, what we're looking for is your right bum cheek to be pushing up against that line, or if it was a wall instead of that line, your right bum cheek would be pushing into that wall. And then as we go into the transition into the downswing, what we want to see is your left bum cheek hit that wall so we don't move off that line or away from the wall if we're using that example, and we rotate through the swing, make impact, and then obviously uh, to our follow through. Now that is a a swing without early extension. A swing with early extension, what we're going to see is the right bum cheek probably comes back and will touch that line but as we go into the transition in our downswing you'll notice that the hips move forward toward the ball or towards what we're hitting and we move our bum off that wall so our hips extend, which then causes a bit of cramping up and the we just run out of room and a couple of things can happen. One is when we get to impact, we leave the club face open and we start hitting a big block uh, that just doesn't turn. We just block it and it just stays right for a right-hander or stays left for a left-hander without too much spin just because we're hitting it with an open club face. Or if you're like me and you've played a lot of golf, particularly as a kid, and you have really good hand-eye coordination, then what you'll do is you'll turn the, you'll close the club face as a way to compensate for this and you'll start to hit a draw or if you miss time it a little bit, you'll slap the club uh, across the ball and you'll start to hit big roping or, or big draws or duck hooks. So this is the way that we can tell if if people have early extension they will hit that shot shape or they'll hit that type of miss that's that's the miss that they have is either right or left which is bad because it's two way or we'll see their hips extending towards the ball and we just know that they're early extending obviously now there's a couple of reasons for this Uh, i sort of alluded to one just before which was the early extension is caused because uh, for people like myself we play golf as kids and we learn the sport as kids and we will use the ground for all of our power because we lack a lot of strength in our upper body and, and other parts of our body to enable us to hit the ball far. So in order to get some distance and, and be able to hit big bombs as, as kids, we need to use that ground reaction force. And the reason we can get away with it as kids is because obviously it's where we're deriving all our power and chances are if you're playing as a kid you've got a lot more time on your hands to go and practice a lot so the hand-eye coordination and the timing is generally better just because we do have more time to put into it and we're a little more practiced at that swing so You know our misses aren't going to be so bad because we're hitting so many balls and we're so well practiced that um if we're off a little bit it's probably not going to cause the big roping hook and the and the blocks won't be so big because we're just hitting lots of balls and and we're um we're dialed in essentially now that's the first cause of it is learning as a kid and and deriving the power from that the second thing or the second reason i find it is cause is because we have uh, i find that golfers have no pelvic tilt and no pelvic rotation or they don't have the ability to separate uh, torso rotation and pelvic rotation as two separate things so what we run into there is if we lack rotation then obviously we need to turn to extension as what's going to give us power which essentially if we think about it extension is obviously early extension because our hips are driving forwards towards the target in order to gain power rather than pushing into the ground and rotating at the same time to have an impact position where we've got a rotated pelvis and anteriorly tilted pelvis or tucked under your bum tucked underneath your hips and we're turned or belt buckle is turned towards the target and we're hitting the ball at that point. So the club face is closing and we're not having to slap it closed or or we accidentally keep it open and hit a block. So pelvic rotation, pelvic tilt. Now I see that in the TPI test a lot uh, in a lot of people who, especially if they're older when they start, you know, if we start golf in our 20s or 30s or even 40s and 50s, which a lot of people do, They will just have these hip issues, which are causing these swing faults or or this swing fault of early extension. So, the best I'll get to the best exercises and what we can do later. Um, But essentially, there's a couple of different ways that we can limit early extension or eliminate it completely. And one is to go down the route of uh, completely redoing our swing, which uh, Dr. Luke Benoit, who I interviewed a few weeks ago. Uh, has told told us that it's the hardest swing fault to fix because if we're using that to derive all of our power, we're having to now teach our body to use a completely different power source. And teaching our body to use a completely different power source is obviously really difficult to do because we're having to relearn the swing or relearn what we... Uh, have have previously taught ourselves which could take thousands upon thousands or tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of repetitions as we know. Uh, Practice obviously make or perfect practice makes perfect. So uh, what do we do to eliminate it? One is to obviously go down the path of that swing correction or swing change. The next route is to just have our body moving better which is the route and, and the place where I come in with a lot of golfers. So if we're thinking about that route and we're thinking about what causes early extension or the main causes for it that I see is we need to get some pelvic rotation and some pelvic tilt in. So what are some exercises that we can use to get that better or, or to make that better and, and eliminate those uh, tight hips or, or the, um, the lack of rotation or dissociation between upper and lower body rotating? And the one of the first ones that I like to do with everyone is the pelvic tilt and just see whether they can actually tilt their pelvis so whether their body knows to actually do that and it's one of the TPI tests and if we can't do this then uh, it could be for a number of reasons. One is we don't have the coordination to do it, or two, we just don't have the mobility to do it. So an exercise which helps with this is cat-cows. And so that's on all fours, and we have a flat back like a tabletop, and then we're arching our back and um, and hollowing our back out. So going between those two different positions, and we're trying to not think about our upper body doing most of the rounding and arching. We're thinking of our lower back doing the the rounding and the arching so that we're feeling it through the lower back or towards the lumbar spine and down to our tailbone because that's where we need the the pelvic tilt to be happening or that is the pelvic tilt, essentially. Now, uh, the next one that we can do is with pelvic rotation, it mainly comes down to internal and external rotation of the hips. And if I'm to explain what internal and external rotation of the hips is to someone, then essentially if you were to stand there with your feet underneath your hips, so very narrow stance, uh, there's maybe like six to 12 inches between your feet, depending on how tall you are. Obviously the taller you are and the wider your hips are, the the wider your feet will be. Uh, The shorter you are, the narrower it's gonna be. And what we wanna do from that position with feet under our hips is if we get our knees to touch together, that's what we call internal rotation. So if you are standing there, you, you touch your knees together, then essentially with our knees touched together what is happening in our hips or from our femur going up into our uh, hip capsule is we're we're having internal rotation of our hips and this is needed if you're a right hander and you're turning into your downswing we need to because our left leg is going to be posted and we're going to be turning into that leg as we as we hit the ball and make impact so we want to have really good internal rotation of our hips because if we don't have internal rotation then we need to turn to extension in order to derive power or make it feel fluid and obviously we want that rotation because we can develop more power with rotation uh than than early or not more power with uh with rotation we can develop more power with rotation overall but we can just develop a more consistent swing in this sense that we're talking about now of early extension uh, versus not early extending so uh, that's internal rotation. The way that we get better at that, um, there's a whole bunch of exercises that I've posted on Instagram over the, over the last few years and, and people have loved all of those. And there's you know three exercises for better hip mobility, um, three exercises for a better pelvic rotation, all that sort of stuff. So go back through all my reels and you can see them on there. And then also uh, another good resource is the within the Fairway Performance app that I uh, have clients subscribe to there's hip mobility sequences or, or little programs within there. And um, I can't remember whether it was three or five hip mobility uh, plans, but there's a few in there that literally will take you through hip internal, hip external rotation and pelvic rotation so that you can uh, move more freely and, and obviously hope to reduce the um, instance of early extension happening on the golf course. So uh, that's just another good resource. The... Oh, sorry. And the last thing I guess I'll say is um, external rotation. Uh, one of the the best exercises I have for this one is the 90 90 hip switch. And that's where we're setting up seated on the floor and our legs are out in front of us and they're both um, situated at 90 degrees. And from there, we're rotating side to side. Now, the Like, it's probably best to watch a video to obviously understand that. So if you're by the phone or listening to this on your phone, jump onto Instagram uh, and look at uh, my profile there, Sean, S-H-A-U-N, dot Dykoff, D-I-A-C-H-K-O-F-F. And have a look back for a little bit, and you'll see me doing this 90-90 hip switch. And what what you'll notice is there's a few different ways. So if someone's really beginner to this exercise, then the way that I get them to do it is in that 90-90 leg position. I get them to lean back and rest the weight on their hands so they're not having to use much core tension and the pressure on the internal-external rotation of the hips is a lot less and it's much easier to do. So from that position where they're leaning back, they'll rotate side to side, changing between internal-external rotation of both legs. and then as they start to get better with that, we start to take the weight off their hands and from leaning back and start to sit up and and be as upright as possible and use no support there. And what this does is it places a lot more pressure on the internal and external rotation of the hips, and it's much harder to do this. So when we go between the two, it shows that someone has a lot more strength and mobility So, range of motion, mobility. So, we've got strength through range of motion, which is what we need for the golf swing because we're moving so dynamically. And if we're moving from the top, as a right hander, we're moving from the top of our backswing and we're trying to force ourselves as hard as we can into the downswing, into the impact position. We're forcing ourselves into internal rotation of that lead leg of the hip. And we want to be able to do that with strength, power, and a good range of motion so that we're not just getting into that spot it's really tight we can't move anywhere so we push our hips forwards and then we start blocking or hitting snap hooks so um, that's how we work on well that's the internal rotation but that 90 90 stretch will help us work on um, I was saying before an an example of an external rotation uh, exercise for the hips um, but it also covers internal rotation so you get a bit of a double whammy there. Uh, The next thing what um, what is this going to mean for your swing so Just like any exercising or building strength or building range of motion, uh, the more freely and the better our body moves through a larger range of motion and the stronger we are through that larger range of motion and the more that we can exceed what the demands of the golf swing are, the easier the golf swing becomes and then we can focus on the cool things like building speed and power within that. So for someone who's just starting out and they've got this fault, then you don't really want to be working too much on anything other than the correctives that maybe your swing coach gives you and the feels that they give you to um, get you into different positions. But at the same time, working on the mobility and a small amount of strength work to build the range of motion that you are required to reach these positions by your swing coach, and also building a little bit of strength there so we avoid injury while we're doing it because. Obviously, if we're trying to find new ranges of motion or new positions in our swing, it's gonna be tough on the body because it's not used to being there and the stresses are gonna be a little higher just because it's not something that is common and our body is used to. So we just need to get it used to that first and foremost and build the range, but also just be strong there and just do little bits of strength work in the beginning and then, as we start to feel more confident with it, and we've built that range of motion, and we can move way further that, than that anyway, then we can really start to build up the strength work and build a lot of strength. And then, obviously, on top of that, layered on would be our speed and power work. And that's where we'll start to notice the huge gains in clubhead speed, in you know, distance off the tee, hitting out of rough much easier. Um, hitting out of bunkers is another thing with extra speed and power obviously it's easier to to dig a ball out of a plugged lie um, rather than taking a few shots to get out of the bunker over the lip Um, so yeah just a a few benefits there but essentially yeah we're trying to to build the body and in conjunction with our swing coach who's helping us to do um, or to put our swing put swing thoughts in our head or to give us feels that we need to be searching for Um, but yeah doing them both in conjunction is going to get you the best results now the last thing so a few resources that i wanted to mention now uh, my tpi have some great resources around this you can look up their website Um, i believe it's mytpi.com or tpi.com and you'll see a whole bunch of resources explanations of this swing fold in particular uh, or even their instagram which is at my tpi and you'll see a whole lot of content and They talk about pros who have these uh, swing faults and um, they've got case studies on John Rahm and other tour players that they've worked with over the years. And they're just a great resource for learning about these swing faults and some exercises to help you fix it or or overcome it and correct it. Uh, The next person I would talk about uh, as a good resource is uh, Dr. Luke Benoit. So Dr. Benoit, B-E-N-O-I-T. He's on Instagram and he's the founder of uh, Ripstick, which is a, a great swing speed training aid, which I've, I've been using a lot lately now that I've been getting right back into my swing speed training, playing a lot more golf and uh, trainings back on track after spending a, a bit of time in Bali with... with um, a retreat and a family holiday and stuff. So I'm um, yeah literally ripping back into uh, swing speed training. Excuse the pun for the ripstick there. um But Luke is a, a great resource and, and founder of the Ripstick. So you can follow the Ripstick account as well, where he shares or cross shares a bit of the content for both of those things. Uh, and the last thing is obviously my Instagram, which is maybe where you found this podcast, but also the programs that I offer in the Fairway Performance app. And I'm building this out over time to not just be the, a resource for training programs for golfers. I'm in the process of building out some articles to go in there to teach people how these swing faults can impact their, um, their game and, and what they can do and how the faults occur and, and what's sort of behind it but also uh, to have little programs built on the back of that to fix those uh, particular things so that people can diagnose and assess that they have that thing, uh, that swing fault, uh, whatever it might be, and then they know exactly what they can do to overcome that and start to, to work around those swing limitations and faults uh, by building their body to, to move a little better and, and uh, remove that swing fault. And uh so that's the that's the first thing. Um the second thing is um within the app as well there's also all these uh tests that are are run through a TPI screen so that you can actually run through them yourself and I talk you through all of the tests that are in there. Uh I've broken it down into upper body tests and lower body tests so that you can see um the one of the big things that TPI say is assess don't guess. And it's one of the things that I see so many golfers get wrong is they will just guess that they have a particular tight spot or area that they need to work on and they don't actually know whether that's the thing that's causing the problems. And then they go and work on this thing, they don't see any improvement and then they say training doesn't work or the gym didn't do anything for me. And it's because when, whenever we have something going on, it's not always the site of the pain or the site of the thing that's going wrong that is necessarily the thing that needs to be strengthened. It's the other areas around it. So uh, a great example of this is lower back pain. And lower back pain is, uh, sure, in a lot of circumstances, we need to strengthen the lower back. But that would just be taking the approach of to continue to move the way that we do or continue to do things exactly the way that we do them. If we just had a stronger lower back, we wouldn't hurt it. The other way of thinking is to strip it back a layer further and to think, well, what's causing or what muscles or things are causing me to have to rely on my lower back to work so hard in order for it to now start breaking down and be sore and hurt and painful and everything. And what I say to those people is, let's work on the things like, obviously, your lower back. Let's build a bit of strength in that and a bit of resilience so it can handle these loads while we're trying to address the you know the major issue which is not having enough glute strength or hamstring strength to do xyz uh, which is then placing the load on your lower back or not having enough core strength which is then causing you to rely on your posterior chain instead of your uh, abs and, and core muscles to to be braced and the lower back is doing the bracing for you so um If we start to look at it in that sense, then obviously we can start to square a lot of these things away, a lot of this uh, poor movement quality from the body. Um, I got a little bit off topic there with where I was going, but essentially, hopefully, I've answered a whole bunch of stuff for you in this in this episode about early extension. So what is it and why do golfers have it? Like what causes it um, and the reasons why that happens, um, what you can do to eliminate it. So just a couple of quick little stretches that you could do um, for internal, external rotation and the cat-cows for um, pelvic tilt. And then um, what does it mean for your swing? Like what are we going to see? Obviously an an improvement across the board and and just more consistency and then the ability to build more speed and power over time because we've got the consistency and we've got less of the swing fold happening. Uh, And then some resources that you can go and check out which is uh, Dr. Luke Benoit, my TPI and then obviously my programs online and my Instagram is a, a great source as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, If you have any questions that I can use as future topics, if you have any uh, guests that you would like to suggest that I have come on, I actually have one guest definitely lined up for an episode next week, which I'm really, really excited about, and I'm working with another guest who is really, really exciting for me. I'm a bit of a fanboy of this guy who I'm trying to get on, and um, I think you would love the conversation because it's going to shed a lot of light on just the what goes into the programming and and whatnot behind, um, golf fitness, but also how we like, why the, why the things are done the way they are and the stimuluses we impose on the body cause certain adaptations in the body. And, and this guy has researched that a lot and is one of the world's leading researchers around that. So, um, it'd be really cool if that interview comes through and I'm really excited to share that with you guys when that does. So, um, until next week, play well, Um, train hard and hopefully see you guys out on the course.